0: Welcome to the Pump Up the Jam Podcast Hello and welcome to episode 54 of the Pump Up the Jam Podcast. My name's Jess. And I'm Sam. Welcome back if you're a returning listener.
1: Hi if you're new. Hello. Oh. It
0: gets so hard. Every episode is like episode 54. You know, it just gets more and more. Like before it was just like, hi, episode 10. And now it's like 50. I don't know, it just feels like
1: it's getting more effort. And every time you say something, I'm like, every time you say the number, I go, really? Yeah. have we got that? We've done it. Okay. Fifty four.
0: I'm not lying, you can go check.
1: (laughs) No, I don't I trust you. I trust you. You're the keeper of the numbers.
0: All the episodes are available for you to listen to. So if you've never listened to us before, they're all there for you. Go back.
1: Hours, hours of entertainment.
0: Well, over fifty hours.
1: Well, yeah. (laughs) Quick maths, I don't know. No, because some of them are quite long, like some of the episodes.
0: Like an hour and a half.
1: Yeah, of us just wittering on.
0: <laughs> yeah, talking shit, as per usual, but just hey. Hanging.
1: Shooting the breeze. <laughs> <laughs> How has your month been?
0: Um, It's been great. It was our birthdays. Yeah. My birthday was great. It was nice and chilled. I got some Dr. Martin sandals, which I'm very excited about. But they kill my feet, so I'm so sad that I can't wear them properly yet. Got to break them in.
2: Yeah,
1: you just need to walk around the house with, like, big, thick, fluffy socks on. That's what I've been doing. Have you tried putting them in the freezer? No. I've seen it with actual
0: boots, but not sandals, so I don't know how that would work.
1: I think it'd still work with the sandals, like to ball, ball up a load of socks or something.
0: Okay, I'll try it. I'll let you know. I want to. I will try anything at this point because I'm desperate to just be walking around in them all day, every day, and I can't. It's because I got fat feet. <laughs> it's not fat feet. <laughs> it is. It pinches my skin. they quite stiff. A little bit. Yeah, it's leather, isn't it? Pinches in my it. skin. We went to an event um, yes. in Brighton. We did, which was a great time. Yeah, I've got at... We're here to be honest, yeah, we're right. Gonna be honest, so I think we said last month, didn't we? Where we were going, so it was Gin and Juice, is that what Gin we... juice, yeah, and it was hosted at shush in Brighton. Music, great, yeah. The DJ Glendi, Glendi, that's it, Glenn
1: D, legend.
0: He had some insane transitions. Oh, some of them, oh,
1: they just made me. Stop, I was losing my absolute mind.
0: Yeah, Sam was in her element. But there was like some moments where it was like four songs in a row and it was like, yes, yes, and then it would go into a different song and it would be like, oh, no.
1: And you lost me. <sighs> oh,
0: no. But no, the music, the company, great. Yes. Only thing that was really upsetting is we expected there to be street food vendors, plural
1: well there wasn't one either to be fair <laughs> it was, gonna... was a dude with a one of those like barrel can cold barbecues. barbecues one barrel can cold yeah. barbecue the whole of the people attending
2: yeah
1: and three bags of sainsbury's beef burgers and sausages yeah, he literally was working out of the Sainsbury bag. And he was the only person there. I felt terrible for him because there was quite a few people. I'm just glad they didn't then try and fleece us for like nine quid for a burger because I would have told him to shove it up his arse. But... Well, they couldn't do that, surely. <laughs> no, but it wouldn't have surprised me.
0: <laughs> no. So, yeah, imagine you're thinking, oh, I've been dancing, I've been drinking. I'm a bit peckish. Fancy some food and then you go outside. <sighs> And then you just see that poor
1: guy. options are a burger or a sausage. No vegetarian option unless you just add the salad in a (laughs) bowl. But then what happens if you're gluten-free? You just have the salad. This is what I was going to come on to. If you were gluten-free, you were absolutely Mm. buggered because you couldn't have the bread, you couldn't have the burger, you couldn't have the sausage.
0: So that was probably the only letdown, I think. It was just, yeah, a bit misleading about the venue, I guess. Because I
1: expected it to be like on the beach, because it was pegged inside outside. Yeah, wasn't it? And it yeah. wasn't. It was shush, and then the table was outside of shoosh. I expected it to be spilling onto the beach, and for you to still be able to be part of the music.
0: Yeah, and it was not and the that case. Definitely was not the case. But aside from that, we're not. We're not hating.
1: Oh no! I had a lovely time.
0: Yeah, it was great. I, I was thoroughly enjoying myself and it was nice to have some sister, sister time. Some sister bonding time. Yeah. Just yeah, all two of us. us. And me and Ash went to another gig.
1: Another gig.
0: We went to Camden this time because we're cool. Love Camden. Camden. We went to the Underworld, which is primarily like a alternative club but it has live music so it's tiny tiny venue and we went to see Kenny Hoopla which was insane. I think for me it's definitely up there of one of my faves that I've seen this year. Is it? And I think what helps is because it was such a tiny venue you're so close to the stage wherever you are and again when it's smaller the energy is just nuts. He sounded so good live. He it, there was a post in the middle of the floor that literally had a sign that was like, no stage diving, no crowd surfing. Mm. And I was thinking, how's he going to do that? Because I've seen videos of him and he likes to jump around quite a lot. Yeah, no, that was, as soon as he came on, it was like, no, nah, I'm not listening to that. So he basically was just like jumping in the crowd, crowd surfing. There's one moment where he did a backflip on the stage to the beat, landed on the beat of the song, which was fucking insane. And all of a sudden you see him fly into the crowd and he hits his shin on this massive post in the middle of the room. But he just carried on. There was one moment where he jumped into the crowd and then he was just walking around singing, but he was just walking in and out of the crowd. I was like, oh my God. But yeah, it was one of my faves thoroughly enjoyed myself i'm just sad that it's over but that was my month how was your
1: month well i well didn't do a great deal yeah whatever <laughs> <laughs> My month was fabulous. I went on holiday abroad in a hot country whilst Ooh. it was raining in this country, which right. is the dream. If you're going to go on holiday, you want it to be raining at yeah. home. Like it's really, there's nothing more annoying than being in a hot country, but knowing there's a heatwave at home. Yeah,
0: because you're like, we well, could have just stayed at home, saved all that money. Home. <laughs>
1: uh, no. So, yeah, it was really lovely. We went to Portugal. It was lovely because it was all six of us. And yeah just really nice. I went out one night with Amy. Nice. Drunk her under the table because I'm a champ. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a champ then. I was like, what? A champ, champ, a champion drinker. Yes. yes. Um, and she was mortified that she had been out drunk. A university student was out drunk by a nearly forty-year-old mother. Well, you've had practice, you know.
0: I'd say she's still in first year.
1: But I also have... I don't drink, really. Anymore. All right. Not very often. Show off. I don't really. I'd much rather be sat down with a cup of coffee and a cup of tea in the evening. I'm not really... I'm not one of these people who has a glass of wine of an evening, really.
0: Oh, I love it.
1: So, yeah, I do feel like she'd had more recent experience and should have been able to keep up, but apparently not. No. She called me an animal. Oh. <laughs> Well, <laughs> okay. So there you go. So that was nice. Um, and then, and also, Ian and I got to have a night out on our on our own. We went out for dinner and cocktails, Cute. which was lovely. Yeah, very nice. Although I went to the same bar with Amy and Ian. Because I just liked it very much.
0: It was a rooftop bar, wasn't the it?
1: a rooftop bar and it was so cool. It had shisha pipes or whatever they're called. That was there. There was also swings and it was just quite a cool little venue. If I could put that somewhere closer to home, I'd be quite happy. Nice. Yeah. So that was very nice. And then, as you said, we went to our thing the day I got back. So I flew in. At, I got up at 3 that morning, <laughs> went straight back out. And then Evie had her little concert that we went oh, to. That was yeah. really cute. Watching her sing, I cried like an absolute baby when she did her Adele duet. Oh, literally, tears streaming down my face and all I could feel was Debbie from behind me like tapping my shoulders and Scarlett was sat next to me looking That like, Scarlett is my niece. She's six, seven and she's... Just looking up at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> I had yeah. a little
0: cried too. Oh. I wasn't sobbing, but I had, I just felt, you know, when you just feel like tears. Emotional. She did it so well. It was so good. I think what got me is, one, the song is very emotional song anyway. Yeah. And I think just to have the courage to stand up there, I was like, she's bloody brilliant. And to stand up there and do that in front of like, you know, all these people. A
1: room full of people, yeah. I was
0: blown away and very proud. Yes.
1: Yeah. The girl. She was so good. it was so good. I was very proud. Yeah. So that has that been my month. So next next month will be a write-downer. i like, <laughs> oh, not <didn't> do anything. <laughs> so in this month's episode, we are going to review, as always, the albums that we've listened to in the last month. The singles we've listened to in the last month, our record of the month, notable mentions. And then the theme for this month is Canadian Artists in Honour of Canada Day, which is on the 1st of July.
0: Ooh. Ooh. So we're kind of, we're doing it for June, but because the episode comes out now on the last Friday, it's closer to, True July. it's
1: more in prep for that it's ready it's to get you ready for canada day woo we love canada canada day into a canada month so there
0: you go do you want
1: to go first
0: my first album this month i'm so excited one of my fave boys released a new album as we know harry styles yes (laughs) 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 and it's called harry's house it is 13 songs 41 minutes 59 seconds So, his third album.
1: It feels like it's more than that, but...
0: No, I get what you mean, though.
1: I feel like he's
0: been around forever. Well, he has, with One Direction and all that. When I was looking into it, if the pandemic didn't happen, he would have carried on with his tour of his last album, Fine Line. He had studio time planned, but that obviously got cancelled. So I feel like, in different circumstances we would have got something completely different. Yeah. And on the Today Show, he said, it is definitely the most personal record that I think I've made. It's definitely the most intimately made thing I've done so far. I think it's also the most free I've ever felt making music. It's the most proud I've ever felt on anything I've made. I'm really happy.
2: Oh, cute. As
0: soon as I started listening to it, it sounds like a combination of his first two albums which I really like because I liked the intimacy and the rawness of his first album.
2: Yeah.
0: And I think because it was so different coming off of One Direction, people were really shocked by by it. Yeah. And the second album, Fine Line, had some really cool old school vibes on it as well, but they were a bit more catchier songs that I feel like were a bit more commercial. But I I mean that in the sense of like they're more like stadium anthems and yeah this this album is very intimate and more stripped back again and um when he was talking about why he called it harry's house it was on hits radio i read this quote so the idea of calling it harry's house was something that i think i've had for a while i think when i originally had it it was about a specific house in a kind of geographical thing and then i think during the process of the album that became more and more of an internal journey of finding home and peace within yourself and all that kind of stuff. So very, very sweet. And then following up from that, because Zane Lowe, Apple, they always do the best kind of interviews.
1: Zane is a legend.
0: But he said there that, imagine it's a day in my house, a day in my mind. What do I go through? I'm playing fun music. I'm playing sad music. I have doubts. I'm feeling stuff. So again it's kind of cool I guess for someone like him I know he's quite op- like open within him- himself I know he's quite private like in terms of being online and stuff but I think the way he presents himself is you know being quite an open fluid kind of person so again it's always I guess reassuring when someone of that status kind of is being so open with us yeah and I I definitely feel everything he said when listening to the album I think with the this album, he feels very comfortable in everything he's making as well. And you can tell he's making music he really wants to be making. Um, and you can definitely hear some of his influences coming through on, on various tracks as well. There's some fun moments, there's some sad ones, there's some chilled ones. And again, a lot of like 80s kind of vibes coming through, which I always appreciate but yeah I'm glad he's back with this kind of album and showing how good of an artist he is I just yeah I'm glad that he kind of brought it back to kind of similar to the first album I think the first album is still my favorite but this one might be pushing for second so yeah no I really enjoyed it again I think there's tracks on there kind of for everybody yeah Very happy with it, not disappointed at all. So my favourites were Music for a Sushi Restaurant, nice as it was. And then Matilda, which is a bit more of a stripped back, just him and a guitar kind
1: of vibe. So, yeah. I haven't listened to it, shock horror. To be fair, I listened to his last album, really enjoyed it. So I will listen to it, it's just I've been quite caught up with the ones that I was really excited about for the last last two months. Yeah. We understand not, He wasn't a priority for me, I'm afraid, this month. That's okay. I get it. Amy's going to see him on Saturday. Yes, I know. Yeah, with her bestie. <laughs> no, I bet that's going to be amazing. I'm yes. so excited for her. That is a dream come true type scenario for her. So the first one I would like to talk about is Dance Fever, which is Florence and the Machine. Um It's 14 songs, 47 minutes and 14 seconds. Okay. So, a normal normal length album, I would say. Not too long. Not Not too too short. Not too short. Essentially, I love it. It's my second most played album of this month. I've heard that one and another on just constantly flitting between the two, pretty much. Nice. This album, as well, I I think like a, a few days before the release, I got an email from Spotify saying that if I... Pre downloaded it, like pre, not pre ordered it, but like, yeah, I think they do that now. I got ready for down, like, committed to the fact that I was going to be listening to this album essentially. Showed my commitment to Florence. You got access ahead of time to the bonus material on Spotify. If you go onto Spotify and look at the album, they've got one of those like story things. Nice. Instagram, and she talks about stuff behind the album. And a few of the songs. And it's so interesting. She's such a cool person to listen to. Like, I really love listening to her and mm-hmm. her thought processes. And you could see it and feel it. And it's quite a dark album. Okay. But at the same time, quite empowering. Like, yeah. especially for women. Like, it feels. And and I think mental health-wise, like, she's she doesn't shy away from the fact that she struggles with her mental health. I think those two things are really kind of key on this album okay and it was really interesting to listen to her because she talks about the fact that some of the songs that were written pre-covid sound like they were written for covid like during covid how strange she said sometimes that she feels like the metro there's like a metronome Mm -hmm. type thing that kind of almost makes creative people feel something that's going to happen yeah and it chants she feels like it channels through and that's why those songs sound like that but also she was going through stuff herself so it yeah. could be applicable to more than one situation so yeah she she had planned to produce Dance Fever in New York but because of the pandemic she basically did most of it here and even when mm-hmm. the pandemic was over they were due to go back go over with the songs yeah but it changed the sound too much. So the majority is just the same as it was. So it's more frantic than it was meant to be. Yeah, I guess it's like that, again, rawness, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that, actually, being like, no, actually, we recorded a lot here. We'll go and do like better versions, and then it's like, nah, it's not as good. Actually, no.
1: Yeah. It, and it's just, it's like the album needed that frantic kind of energy. And then nice. the, all the artwork, if you see all the artwork for the album, she's all very regal and she looks quite old fashioned. And that's because they took inspiration from Edwardian and Victorian kind of eras and like funeral type things. Mm-hmm. So, King. And three were written before the pandemic, as I said, but feel like they were written during the pandemic. So Heaven Is Here was the first song written after an extended kind of period where she wasn't able to get into studios and it became a kind of, burst of sound this is how mm-hmm. she described it and she said that she feels like this song is about a female assassin there's like a line that says always get my man she imagines that this character is like sold her soul to the devil and then has to like kill people for him whoa i know it was really cool. <gasps> like moonlight kind of yeah <gasps> it was really really cool like that and then when you listen to the song you're like oh yeah, she she kind of just gives a, like an overview of of the background to some of the songs. So it's mm-hmm. definitely worth when you go on Spotify to go and listen to what she said. She also said that performing or making music is what frees her from her anxiety. Okay, and that someone once said to her that anxiety doesn't ever really go away. You have to learn to dance with it. Oh, and I so, think that's my life motto from now on. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's immense. Like, that's such a good way to consider it. And the song that is about that is called Free. And that's actually one of my favourites from the album. My other favourites were King, Girls Against God, Dream Girl, Evil and Daffodil. Nice. Really, it's such a good album. I would put the whole album on the playlist if I could... Just please go and listen to it if you like Florence the Machine and she would like people to listen to it in order, which because it does tell a story and it is in that order for a reason. Like it yeah, it's so good. So good. I really, really enjoyed it. It's theatrical, like she changes her voice and does this really like low mm-hmm. raspy thing. You hear it a bit in King. Mm-hmm. But she does it again in Girls Against God, I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, there's like a really low raspy bit. She, oh God, I don't know how she gets so <laughs> low down there. It's really it's really just cool. Yeah, I've been listening to it a lot. Nice, that sounds really good. Yeah.
0: So my next one is one that I think we share this month. Okay. Um, so it is Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Yeah. So it is 19 songs, <laughs> one hour. 18 minutes that's
1: a pretty long long album
0: that is like a short movie to me Chris
1: Brown long
0: I've put it's long but actually it's the way Kendrick wants it is actually
1: split into two parts yeah so because it's Kendrick (laughs) we'll let him slide because he hasn't done anything forever yeah in like fucking
0: 10 gazillion years so this is his fifth album and his final studio album for top dog entertainment so i think a lot of people don't know if he's like that's it what he's gonna do we'll just have to see but i mean i don't get the impression that he's gonna leave music
1: no i so... don't think can. i think it's in his blood i don't think you can have as much talent as that and not use it yeah feels wrong well, we'll
0: see. Maybe I'll do a Logic and retire about a gazillion times and then come back. But anyway. <laughs> I right, Bitter. You can still tell that I'm really upset about that. I'm really upset about it, but you need to get over it. Um, so I'm going to be completely honest. I think this is the first album I've actually, like, fully listened to from Kendrick. Mm-hmm. And I know that may shock some people, but I had heard a lot of the songs from Damn.
2: Yeah.
0: But it just... I'd never went and listened to it from start to finish. So I would, yeah, this, I know people are going to judge me, but this is technically my first.
1: I don't think people will judge you because I think we've talked about him before. Yeah. And he's never been an album person for you.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's not like, um, I just never was like, oh, I'll go listen to that. Yeah. But, you know, I regret that now, but it's okay. It's okay. I've got time. I think definitely this is a heavy lesson and it's extremely personal. You know, he talks about his relationship with sex, with money, his dad, his mom, challenges of being famous and also like generational trauma. I think it was quite surprising at times how open and honest he's being. And I, I think, again, it just goes back to that point that we've made before many a times that like you have to separate the art from the artist because nobody is perfect. And again, he talks about some like deep stuff. Mm. All while his partner is kind of like, I would say narrating is very loosely because she's not really in it a lot, but you know, you've got his lifetime partner sort of narrating and... You know, he's talking about basically like, you know, having affairs and stuff. And it's like, fuck, okay. But yeah, I think his flow is just incredible. And there's no denying he's like one of the best to ever be in the industry. And I just think in terms of production, I love that a majority of the songs go through different stages. And it really guides you through a story, each track. So there's some that literally have multiple beats within... That one track, yeah, and I, I think everything from his lyrics to the production is multi-textured. I thought it's like an onion. <laughs> it's like an onion. And I think the more you listen to it, the more you discover and the more you appreciate how yeah. great of an album. It is
1: So for me, I kind of said that I found it really hard going and initially I listened to it and I was like, no, I'm not in the right headspace to actually pass any judgment on this at the moment. I need to actually let some of that sink in and then go back to it I've been reading reviews about it and this one really stuck out for me in the Guardian where one of the words that this reviewer sorry I've forgotten their name used was uneasy and that's exactly what it is it makes you feel quite uneasy and it's an uncomfortable listen it like you said it's very personal it's very vulnerable. It deals with so many issues, like everything that you've mentioned. You know, racism, poverty. He talks about food banks. He talks about his like having transgender members of his family. It's a really tough listen. Yeah, I think with
0: that track, just to butt in quickly, mm. I think there was a lot of people weren't very happy about that. No, um, and I think it's again because he didn't really come across in the best light. No. Um and again that was just yeah I am very surprised that he kind of yeah put that out there but yeah
1: I just I think this was him just being his most raw. If you're going to this album for bangers you're not really going to get them. Not not really like Not in some, the conventional not sense. Not in the conventional no. sense. Like they 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 flip that like each song there's like songs within songs almost it feels yeah. you know, like. And I think for me it's a story first. Yeah. And I think that's why it needs to be in two parts. I think he's really really very clever and very talented and his ability to string together consciousness is just phenomenal and I found to pimp a butterfly a really hard listen. I I don't tend to go back to that one but it made me go back to that one and yeah, I think I I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. As you say like it is just very heavy
0: the uneasiness i think also comes from the fact that a couple of the tracks to begin with they change midway and you're like hang on and i really liked kind of like some jazz like influences coming through as well which Um, is
1: what he did on to pimp butterfly there was a lot of jazz influence in there
0: Definitely need to go back, I think, and listen yeah. to that one.
1: So, faves.
0: United in Grief, which was the first track. We Cry Together, which has got Taylor Page in it. So, this track, I think, is kind of the most performance-esque, maybe, yeah. on the album. It's definitely
1: a performance piece, isn't it? It's.
0: I was really shocked when I first, like, was listening to the album and it came to that song. I was like, hang on, what's going on? I had to stop what I was doing. I was just listening to it, like, am I hearing <laughs> what I'm hearing? Yeah, you are. I think it's so clever and I, I really like it. It's quite shocking, that one, too. Yeah. And then my last one was Purple Hearts, which has got Summer Walker and Ghostface Killer in it. Nice. So, yeah.
1: Luckily, I'll show. Chose- three completely different ones oh nice is die hard which i really love silent hill which features kodak black and mother i sober which features beth gibbons of porter's head i love that one so the next one i'd like to talk about is gold rush kid by george ezra nice
2: george he's back <laughs>
1: i couldn't be happier i love him so much green green
0: or whatever that song is when anyone said his name, I was like, "Oh yeah, shotgun!" But now it's that green, green grass. That's all that goes on. Anymore. As
1: it's on, it's everywhere. That song, but it is twelve songs, thirty-eight minutes and fifty-two seconds long. So it's not. It's not a big old album. It. I haven't given the singles much time on the podcast leading up to now. I think I've probably mentioned one, but I have been loving them. I really love me some Ezra, and this album is the epitome of pop loveliness, at least for the first half, anyway. Oh, okay. The the second half is a bit more sultry. Curveball. I Went Hunting is about his kind of habit of self-sabotage, and then the last few are quite slow and, and a little bit broody, but still pop yeah um so it's definitely more personal than his previous albums but definitely still like that pop genre and still really george i just love his ability to story tell Mm. i feel like he's really good at making you visualize what it is he's talking about or singing about i should say like even like when you think of shotgun like i am immediately like car driving along by the sea in a really lovely country with friends like it doesn't matter what he's singing about you can you're with him yeah and I love that about him his voice is just wonderful and I just it is just a great pop album and I'm not gonna say anything more about it nice don't think i need to so my favorite songs on there are anyone for you brackets tiger lily uh, manila dance all over me and sweetest human being alive oh okay sweetest human being alive is just one of the cutest songs i've ever heard in my life it's really slow and it's just really beautiful i love it cutesy vibes cutesy cute Cute.
0: yeah no he's definitely not an album person for me i know sorry george I prefer your brother. Yeah, I was just going to say, she prefers your brother. (laughs) But I like you. I think you're funny, so.
1: And I do like you. (laughs) You're an entertaining
0: chap. (laughs) You entertain me. Yeah. So my next one is someone that we used to talk about so (gasps) much. All the time. I know exactly who you're going to talk about. Go on. So, Posty, Post Malone, has dropped a new album and it's called 12 Carat Toothache. So, it's 14 songs, 43 minutes, 18 seconds. So, again, not that long. I just want to say, firstly, congratulations, Posty, on your new baby girl that you've just had. Cute. And he's now engaged as well, so congratulations. Oh. We're happy for you.
1: Don't be a kid in Crocs. Oh.
0: He might. He will. Um, so this is his fourth <laughs> studio album, believe it or not. Again, I feel like he's so new, but not at the same time. So it's weird. It's like, how have you released four albums already? Crazy. Also, you've been here forever. Yeah. I feel like this screams pandemic vibes to me. Again, it's very self-reflective and has themes of struggling with fame, drugs, alcohol. And I think it's quite brave, I think, for him Mm. to kind of say something like that. Because, again, he's quite young. Yeah. I think, personally, I've noticed in the past there has been times where it is a little bit like, right, I see you drinking quite a lot during like not necessarily like standard interviews, but there's times where you see him and he's always had like a bud light in his hand. And I don't know, there was times where just it didn't seem like he was completely there all the time. And he said in an interview with Apple that there's been some kick ass times and not in a good way. I was not normal. My brain was not operating at its normal frequency. I just wasn't Austin. I was so fucking lost. For a long time I didn't know how to cope with success. So I think that's really sad actually that everybody just kind of was like, oh that's posty and not actually thought oh there's something else going on there. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting hearing kind of like a slower side to him but there are a couple songs that are on the happier end. More of what I think we're used to kind of hearing. So like the trap beats but also kind of being a bit poppy at times. So it's a shame, I think, that he didn't kind of almost push a little bit further and give us a project that wasn't completely predictable. Yeah, there's times where you really get to appreciate his vocal range, where previously I personally think he's relied on auto-tune a bit too much in the past. And I'm not even talking about auto-tune as in like the simple just tuning your voice. Like there's times where it has sound really like not quite t pegged. <laughs> or Little Wayne. But even he said that he's made a lot of compromises, especially musically, previously. But now he doesn't feel like he wants to anymore. He doesn't feel like he needs a number one. Which again, yeah. I feel like, you know, I'm proud of you for saying that. So yeah, I do feel like the generic pop postie doesn't quite fit with the like, self-reflective songs on the album. So I wouldn't say, like, it's my favorite posty release, mm. but it's not awful. Um, and I look forward to sort of seeing where, you know, what he puts out in the future and how much his life has changed. You know, will that influence the music that he makes? And it's just really nice to see him so happy with life. So, yeah, I'm happy in that way. Slightly disappointed with the album, but as long as he's happy.
1: That's the main thing. I just think that says a lot. I think if you're in it to get a number one, I mean, obviously everyone, ideally, they want a number one, don't they? But yeah, if that's the only reason you're in it, then that's that's not good. You've got to be in it to love yeah, what you're doing. And it sounds like he's got back to that, which
2: is cool.
0: Yeah. But my favourite songs were Cooped Up with Roddy Rich. That was one of the singles I think he released before. Yeah. Um, I Like You, Bracket's Happier Song with Doja Cat. This is played on the radio quite a lot. Yeah. I was driving home earlier and I was like, oh, yes. This is with the sun beaming. So well. I was like, yes, this is good. And then the last track on the album, which is more, it seems like more of a demo song because of the title. So the title was New Recording 12, Jan 13th, 2020. Oh. But it's very like just guitar his voice, very raw. And I really like it. So hopefully you will too. Cool.
1: I look forward to hearing it. I need to listen to the album. It's on my list to go to. Yeah. So my last album that I want to talk about is the one that I am most excited about. I've been saving the best to last. Literally, this album has been on more than it's been off. I can't stop listening to it. I've spoken to everyone about it recommended it to everyone i made listen i made ian listen to it yeah i mean he's got no choice he lives in the same house as me but it is shaped up by le kelly 47 it is 14 songs 44 minutes and 18 seconds so a relatively short album i think for 14 songs and it is everything i wanted from her and more it has everything in it hip-hop beats r&b dancey i keep seeing a lot of reviews refer to something called ballroom which i
0: what is that i am unfamiliar. well
1: exactly so i to me corresponds to like ballroom dancing yeah but what i think they mean is this kind of dancey vibe like that is what i think it is okay so, for example, BITM has a really club vibe and I can imagine getting down to it in a kind of dark room with loads of lasers and smoke oh. machines. Doo-doo. It's quite slow, but also really dancey. It's a bit, I can't explain it. Yeah. You have to listen to it. I don't know what that noise was. I don't know either. I was <laughs> doing like a, You know, like a horn, but it came out more like a train. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded more like when they come out of the tunnel yeah <laughs> that was <sick>. sorry <laughs> um and it samples the 80s disco classic din da da so you can kind of see where it's going on the dancey vibe yeah from that. it's her third studio album and with each one i feel like she's gotten more brave with not just sound production but a kind of a sense of identity because she she masks up so you don't Really see her face ever. Yeah. But I feel like she gives her personality in her music, if that makes sense. And it really does give an insight to her as a person. It's a kick-ass album and definitely a firm favourite for me. It's like full of female power anthems. The first three tracks kind of merge into each other seamlessly to the point when I first put it on. I was at home on my own, put it on the big speakers and was cleaning and literally got goosebumps when it went from the first song to the second. Yeah. And was like cheering and laughing and like, whoa, no, oh my God. Like <laughs> properly getting excited about it. And then when Ian came home with Nora, I was just like mopping the floor, living my best life. <laughs> um, and it does still give me goosebumps every time. Even talking about it now, it's giving me goosebumps because it is... Just those first three songs, they just really that you're in. That's it. She's got, yeah. I've spoken about her a lot to Ian and always felt like she wouldn't really be someone that he would listen to. Mm. And I'm kind of right about that. But he didn't have much of a choice, as I've said. And was like, I lo- I, he's like, I really love the beats. But her voice, sometimes he finds it quite difficult to listen to her voice. Okay. She's got quite a unique voice. Mm. When she's rapping, he struggled with that a little bit. But she sings on this album too. So there's a few kind of R&B, slow bedroom songs. It's another one. I'd put the whole album on the playlist if I could. You're not allowed. What I've done is tried not to talk about the ones that I've already talked about previously. Okay. So the favourites that I'm going to talk about today are Secret Service, New Money, baseball which is like an r&b vibe one and get the riches which i think i have spoken about but i just love it i can't help it i literally am so excited about this album it it's been my first like what am i going to listen to i know she's my go-to at the moment and i feel like it's going to be right up there for my wrapped at the end of the year
0: oh okay again love it well you know we're
1: halfway through Last year they did like a halfway through thing. <gasps> Are we going to get Are gonna one gonna get soon? we to get that
0: soon? <laughs> I'm so excited. I hope <laughs> so. What if it doesn't happen now, though? So, my last one is a surprise one, but might be maybe my favorite over Ooh. Harry.
2: Oh. <gasps> Oh. I
0: know and it's a oh. surprise because I, I have never heard of her before but I will be going back to listen to her back catalogue So
2: okay.
0: it is a person called Sabrina Claudio and okay. the album is called Based on a Feeling So it's 11 songs, 35 minutes, 23 seconds Oh, So this is her third album
2: Never heard
0: of her No, me neither but she is an American R B slash soul singer-songwriter. Ooh, sounds right up my alley. Yep. So this album is sort of about her navigating the ups and downs of relationships.
1: As all good R&B albums huh? are. <laughs>
0: yeah. So it's an R and B album that is very sultry at the same time. Oh, I like that. So I think why this has got me is because the production almost feels like a lo-fi playlist. You know, like the one that kind of, if you go on Spotify, there's one lo-fi playlist that they have. Yeah,
1: I love that playlist.
0: Yeah, it feels like that, but with her incredible vocals on the top
1: Ooh, while also cool. being
0: R&B, if that's not too confusing. I mean, this sounds amazing. Yeah. So her voice is just effortless. It kind of reminds me of Sid's voice. So, you know, that album that we unknowingly, yeah, we did and we both enjoyed. And there's times where both albums kind of sound similar, but this album is much more chilled out. This album as a whole has more of like a relaxing effect. And I think that's where the lo-fi stuff comes in. But yeah, very old school R&B vibe to it. I love that a lot of the songs include instruments. Now, what I mean by that is like piano is included a lot throughout. There's one song that has a harp in it, which is just magical. Sounds like an Alicia Keys album. Well. Just saying. Maybe she got competition. (laughs) And yeah, throughout, there's always like a really good beat to each song that I think really complements, you know, the chilled out vibes of everything else going on. But it feels like a Sunday kind of album. Okay. You're just chilling, got stuff to do, reading a book. Yeah, so just a bit obsessed. And I'm so glad that I found it. I highly recommend it. I think you'll really like it. But it's just, yeah, the best way to describe it is just it's so relaxing she's just effortless with how, how she sings. So yeah, honestly, she's got me hooked. Okay. She's hooked me. So my favourite songs were Subtle Things, Don't Make Me Wait, and Favourite Part.
1: Okay, cool. Enjoy. It's added to my list of people to listen to. You
0: will enjoy I'm it. I'm actually
1: writing a list right now. Nice. Because I mean, like, otherwise I forget.
0: Put it in your calendar.
1: It's not written down. It didn't. Ha- it won't happen. That's just how my life is at the moment. So, singles! How many have you got? Four. I'll go first then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay
1: then. I've only got five. I did have seven, and I crossed For two sake. out. <laughs> I crossed two out. I crossed two out. It's fine. <laughs> so the first single that I would like to talk about. Is mainly because I saw him live this year and they did this song as like the first time they've done this song. So it was Craig David, it's G-Love featuring Nipper. It's got like a cool piano in it, reminiscent of kind of late 90s R&B vibes. Okay. And it's just really cool.
0: Nice.
1: Yeah, so it's R&B Craig, not Garage Craig. My first one is Joji. Oh, shocker.
0: And the song is called Glimpse of Us. Now you say that, but this is the first song he's released since 2020. So it's been...
1: I just just feel like you talk about him a lot. It's been two years. I feel like you've spoken about him more recently than two years ago.
0: I think there was a song that he featured on. So my fave Sad Boy is back and it does not disappoint. It's very stripped back. Piano ballad. I was expecting something, I think, a little bit. Not like upbeat as in happy, obviously, because he's a sad boy at heart. We know this. But I think I was very surprised when it literally was just his voice, piano. But you know what? I love it.
1: If it works, it works.
0: So hopefully a new album is coming very soon. I hope. Fingers crossed for me, please. But I think you'll be surprised. I think you could like it too. I think
1: I might like it. I do tend to like it. The stuff that you talk about. It's just not someone I follow. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So the next one I'm going to talk here about is Cash in, Cash Out, which is Pharrell, 21 Savage and Tyler, the Creator.
0: I don't have it down, but this track is fucking insane. It is
1: insane. I love it. I just, I don't, I've written here, don't need to add anything else. I think if you mention those names in one sentence.
0: The music video is insane. And oh i've not it,
1: seen the video
0: it's insane but also insanely cool at the same time cool. i'm not gonna say anything more just go watch it
1: okay
0: banger of a track banger.
1: 21 savage also i think is underrated and he yeah. is so good especially when he features like he's a really good feature artist you know some people are just made to feature and they always like next level a song. Maybe not next level. I don't think he does on this one particularly, but he's he does next level songs quite often. I think he's just a bit too
0: monotone for me. And not in, I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. It's just his flow is very one note.
1: One dimensional, yeah.
0: Yeah. See what you mean. But no, this track is good. I'm not saying he's bad. It is cool.
1: I really, really love it.
0: So I'm glad that you picked that. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. My next one is by a group called Daisy, and the song is called Hubba Bubba. Yeah. <laughs> so it is an LA band. I know why
1: that made me laugh so
0: much. <laughs> <laughs> um, the lead singer featured on Call Me If You Get Lost, which I honestly, I promise you, I did not know.
2: Yeah, okay.
0: But that's why Spotify recommended it to me. So it's doing its job but it's a blend of like indie rock r&b and jazz it's a song that gets you bopping your head and it's sweet you know hubba bubba is the title so take that run with it it's great
1: sounds like one i might enjoy uh so my next one is jace harley dan michelle jr and ruby and it's called Gorgeous. Um, you might remember Jace Harley is the guy whose song is very similar to um "This Is America." Oh, yes, yes, yes. And he was like, "Look, I'm not going to do anything about it."
0: I mean, he was like, "You basically copied me."
1: Yeah. And actually, if you listen to the song side by side, it
0: no, it does kind of.
1: Uh,
2: it's not a carbon layer copy. them over
1: top. Of it. Oh, I mean, I, I, we won't get into it but anyway. <laughs> but he has got a really cool style yeah. and i like it and this track is really jazzy and quite cool ian hates it but i think it's brilliant okay <laughs> well because he actually does quite like him but he was just like i gave it 30 seconds and turned it off it happens
2: you yeah
1: know? <laughs> if someone doesn't get you it doesn't get you basically for ian eight out of ten times it's got to have like a bit of a beat okay like a decent beat to pull him in or else he's not interested.
0: My next one is by Mr. Dukes and Barney Artist and the song is called 93. So real old school 90s beat. Nice. Um, And all makes sense because in an interview, Barney Artist said that me and Jack made 93 after binge listening to loads of golden era hip hop whilst on tour, we realised that a lot of the albums were released in 93 we really wanted to pay homage in our own unique way to the greats that came before. And oh, that honestly, beautiful. I don't need to add anything oh, else.
1: Perfect.
0: It does, it pays homage, but adds like their own little spin. Yeah. Nice.
1: So my final one is Deep, which is by example and boo, and features Nono, and it's just a summer banger.
0: Oh.
1: All I'm saying. Think example. You already know where it's going.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Really, really good. Nice. Summer banger. Get it on. You'll be happy. Yeah, it's cool.
0: My last one is by a group called Between Friends, and the song is called Orange Juice. So it is a brother-sister duo with a drummer. (laughs) So you've got siblings, but then you've got a friend in there as well. Interesting. They were formerly members of an indie pop band called The Airs, and they were known um, for being on America's Got Talent. Oh. But obviously they scrapped that and are now doing this project. But yeah, it's another head bopper hint of nostalgic R&B with just a nice beat, and it's very chilled. Again, just what you need when you're getting into the summer. summer oh. vibes. So I think you'll like it. She's got a really good voice as well, so yeah. Cool. Record of the
1: month. So, my record of the month is Don't Forget My Love, Burns Remix, which is Diplo and Miguel. So not a new one by any means, but a new mix to me. I just keep hearing it everywhere and I'm not bored of it. I really, really, really love it. Nice. So other than like Ellie 47 and Florence <laughs> and the Machine, this is what I've been listening
0: to. <laughs> Hence why it is your record of the
1: month. Record of the month.
0: Oh, every time,
1: but you don't hear that,
0: dear listener. I certainly okay. do. <laughs> Cut it out every month because <laughs> it does not go like that. But anyway, my record of the month again. All right, predictable. Neck deep have a new song out, and it is called STFU. So shut the fuck up. Yep. Just just in case you don't know, some yep. of us
1: are a lot older. In yeah. in this
0: scenario. Me?
1: (laughs) I didn't know what it stood for. If you hadn't said it, it would have taken me
0: I would have worked it out, I reckon, that one. So, again, you're going to judge me, but again, they've not actually released new music for, like, one and a half to two years, so it's been a long time. But this is back to their proper, like, pop-punk style. It's full of attitude. It takes aim at politics the internet, current standards we face in society. So real like punky vibes in there. We appreciate it. And yeah, I really liked their last album, but I'm so glad to hear them back in this kind of style. And hopefully again, it's leading to another album. But no, this song, if you're feeling like you're in a mood where you're hating on something or you need to feel that kind of fuck you energy, listen to this. You'll be golden. Awesome. I will probably need that quite a lot. Well, you know, takes aim at Boris a little bit, which we all appreciate. I love a Boris bash. Don't we all? Get in the bin. You dirty pig. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs)
2: Yes.
1: Someone's been binging sex education. Well, About time, I know. I'm glad. I love it. Anyway notable mentions yes um so firstly i want to talk about the lizzo girls situation girls
0: oh see i've heard about or i read something briefly this morning but i don't actually know what it's fully about so i'm interested in the song she
1: uses the word spaz oh okay yeah so, I only became aware of it because someone I follow on Instagram, because I follow quite a lot of disability awareness stuff, and she posted, because it became a TikTok fave, the song. Yeah. And she just posted, like, saying, please don't support this. Like, this is an ableist slur. Yeah. Yeah. Against people with cerebral palsy. And, you know, back in the day, like it was was such a horrendous thing to say and still is. Yeah. But she has actually removed it. Oh, okay. From the song. So she's reacted and she's given the appropriate response. And I just think that's quite brave. Yeah. Like she's quite an outspoken person. Mm -hmm. And I genuinely feel like if she felt that deserved to be in there, she would have fought her corner. Yeah. I feel like she's been picked up and she's reacted in the right way. Yeah, she's um, actually said, you know what, actually? It's not necessary. No, it actually does you. cause offence. And it doesn't add anything to the song. doesn't need to be in there. Well done, Lisa. I think that takes a lot of guts to do that. It takes so much courage to change your art. And she obviously used that word because she, I, I mean, I think, I don't know about you, but there are certainly words now that I would have used 10 years ago that I definitely would never use now. So I think it's really good that she's showing that she's learning. Like it's the same, it's the same kind of thing. Yeah. And so I do think it's really brave and I just wanted to to put that out there. I respect her for doing that. And hopefully she leads by
0: example and just being like, you know what? Apologies. I'll, you know, change it. So, you know, again, I can be inclusive and not feel like I'm singling anything yeah, out. She
1: is one of the most inclusive people around. So yeah, I think I she, think she has reacted in the 100% in the right way. Well, I guess that kind of leads
0: nicely onto mine because Ooh. the people on this project that I'm going to talk about is about people that just did not give a shit and even when people told them they were offensive, <sighs> they did not change their ways. So Danny Boyle has put out a series called Pistol and it is based on the memoir of Steve Jones, who was the guitarist, if you don't know. Okay. And it's a dramatized version of how the Sex Pistols came to be and their short career in the music industry yeah now I want to just say firstly I think growing up hearing about the Sex Pistols you know they're legendary in their own way but obviously now growing up there's there's certain things that I disagree with in how they handled certain things yeah so yeah it basically follows their journey from start to finish and it was quite interesting learning a little bit more about it that Vivian Westwood was like one of the key factors in the Sex Pistols being a thing, and I was like, "What the actual fuck? How did I not know that?" Yeah, I think what I really wanted to talk about it was the cast who they got was outstanding. So you know, I forget his name, the guy that was the little kid in <laughs> Love Actually, Thomas Brodie Sangster. He, okay, yeah, he plays Malcolm McLaren, which I think is a perfect choice. Wow. Um, you have Tallulah Riley who plays Vivian Westwood. Yeah. Great choice as
1: well. I love Tallulah Riley.
0: But it's got people like Maisie Williams, um, Sydney Chandler who plays Chrissy Hind in it. And again, it was a learning curve for me that Chrissy Hind was so involved in the Sex Pistols. Mm-hmm. Not in the sense of like she was in the band making decisions, but I didn't realise how friendly she was until watching this and the highlight for me was the guy who plays John Lydon or Johnny Rotten his name is called Anson Boone he honestly not necessarily looks wise like there's times where he does look similar mm. but however he managed to get like Johnny Rotten's voice down is mm. honestly mind-blowing see to the me the way he
1: shapes his mouth when he's doing it so I haven't watched it but I've seen the trailer yeah and even his, the way he moves his face is the same. Yeah. And that.
0: If you hear him as well, it's almost like if yeah. you're not looking, then it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, he, he's a highlight. But, you know, that was one of the most, I guess, iconic moments in, like, British music history. It was just a crazy short moment in music history that still is just mind-blowing yeah definitely worth a watch um it's only six
1: episodes as well i i haven't watched it yet but it's on my list of things to watch my very long list that just never stops growing i need basically some time off to watch all the stuff i might just take a few days off when the weather starts getting rubbish in the winter and And just just hibernate so my second one is about the Taylor Hawkins tribute shows. So, yeah, there's going to be two tribute shows, one in LA, one in the UK. Nice. How exciting. And they just announced the first lot of people who are going to be in the concert in the UK. So it's going to be Supergrass, some of the members of Queen, Liam Gallagher, Mark Ronson, Van Halen, okay. and Chrissy Hind. Oh, okay. So far. That's a real eclectic mix. I'm really excited about it if I'm honest. No, I'm I think intrigued. Be a cool show. Yeah. So it's happening in September and I'm just gonna keep an eye out to see what it's gonna be. It's at Wembley.
0: Well, you know, I think a legend deserves yeah. a big it's such
1: a cool idea. stadium
0: like that. So yeah, no, that's really cool.
1: Yeah, I bet tickets will be immense.
0: Yeah. Obviously. But again, if you're seeing like some legendary people, then you're kind of, you're paying for what you're getting, really, isn't it?
1: Worth the money, whatever it is.
0: Mm. Well, keep an eye out. Yeah. Be like 500 quid.
1: Probably. I shan't be going.
0: <laughs> I shan't
1: be going. I shan't be going. I got 500 pounds.
0: My last one. Again, okay, I speak about this person all the time, whatever. But... <laughs> <laughs> BBC Sounds, I feel like... Has some really interesting content that maybe not everybody knows about. So, okay. Haley Williams currently has a weekly show on there and it's called Everything is Emo. Okay. And the bio is This is Haley Williams Emo 101 with incredible emo music, personal memories, and a heap of nostalgia. And yes, okay, it's Haley. But aside from that, I think what's really interesting is that so each episode I think is about an hour all has like a, a theme. Each episode has one album that she puts on shuffle so she'll play you know a couple of tracks from said album throughout but then whatever the theme is she'll like talk about certain songs and it's just really nice to kind of hear her talking about personal stuff that she really likes and nostalgia for her and yeah it's really cool. Only thing I wish she just talked a little bit more throughout. Yeah. But she plays some amazing um, tracks through it. And yeah, it's just been a thing that I only discovered like a couple of weeks ago, but I binged like the first five episodes or something. And I would, again, highly recommend it if that, you know, is your kind of music. Go listen to it. And she takes recommendations from people too, so.
1: that's That was cool. What about
0: Hey? What about Wet Leg? She's already talking about Wet Leg. Has she? Nice. And she was saying there's some really exciting music coming out of the UK at the moment. And she was just saying that wet leg is one of her faves. So I was like, oh
1: my god, are we the yeah. same person? Oh my god. We love
2: them too.
1: Oh, right. So we're on to the main theme, which as I said at the top is um Drake. Well, no, Drake no.
0: Drake. Canada <laughs> <I'm just thinking, laughs> is just Drake. Oh, my God, that is great. Because <laughs> I'm looking at his name. So, basically, we're talking about Canadian artists, but it's just actually, we've just fooled you. It's just Drake. A playlist Drake. A Drake. Yeah, we're <laughs> Drake.
1: for Drake. just going to do For Canada Day, that's uh, you celebrate. Just celebrate Drake. Okay. Like, as I said at the top, <laughs> the theme this month is Canadian artists. I can't even speak now. I'm oh, sorry. Canadian artists. And I will go first and say Drake. Um, and it is in honour of, obviously, Canada Day, which is on the 1st of July. So, obviously, when I think Canada, I think Drake. Because, obviously, I love him and long-time fan. Yeah. Seen a couple of times. Very much enjoy him. Mm. I don't need to say much more than that, really. And so I will choose the song Hold On, We're Going Home.
0: Nice. Well, for me, at the moment, when I hear Canada, I think of another legend. That is The Weeknd.
1: He is a legend.
0: I I think we, we speak about him enough on this yes. podcast anyway that Absolutely. if you don't know who it is you're living under a rock <laughs> but singer-songwriter incredible albums incredible voice i think i read somewhere that he's like the songbird of our generation or maybe not songbird but he's like the the voice you know like michael jackson
1: yeah kind of like, like oh, that Jack- but for us. Michael Jackson is my Michael Jackson, though. No. <laughs> Maybe that's not
0: the best description. is that the Hang Gen
1: on. Z Michael Jackson. Let...
0: <laughs> is that
1: what you're saying? I... Hang on, let me find it.
0: Yeah, he has been referred to as the songbird of his generation and the best musical talent since Michael Jackson throughout his career. Okay. So, all, right. all very fitting. I have chosen an old song, Dee, Dee which actually oh. is... um. He does a little bit of dirty Diana in that, anyway, so it'll
1: it'll make sense, doesn't it? So it's way anyway, you've gone with that. Well done. Thank you, thank you. Like two for one in that. Yeah. So the next one I'm going to talk about is Justin Bieber, obviously, and mainly because he is another obvious one, of course, mm. and he has released recently some odd songs, as you not? Yeah. I had, so obviously I didn't like him when he first came out because I wasn't a 13-year-old girl. Yeah. But I do remember Amy loving him at Mm -hmm. that time. I think she even had a doll. A doll? Like a little doll, like a Ken doll, but a Justin Bieber doll. Okay. But I did really like the album Believe, which was quite soon after him being...
0: I think a lot of people say that, though.
1: But I went back to it quite recently because there's a song in it that really reminds me of Ian quite a lot because we used to sing it to each other. Mm -hmm. And I just think, actually, he is a talented little soul, would not he? Yeah.
0: I mean, his voice is incredible. Come on. You can't. There's no denying. Yeah,
1: No No. denying. So the song I'm going to choose is from Believe, and I'm going to choose As Long As You Love Me. Absolute banger. If you say so. No, it's okay. I do it. like that song. banger. Yeah. It's a banger.
0: Well, that actually kind of transitions very nicely onto my one. Daniel Caesar. That's nice. Singer-songwriter. Again, someone that we have, you know, spoken about a few times. And... He actually hasn't been around for that long. I think 2017 was when he released his debut album. We talk about his voice all the time. Amazing voice. Anything that he puts out, I'm like, right, I need to go listen to it. I mean, yeah, his debut album got him a Grammy. So, you know, Daniel Caesar, 27 years old, same age as me. 27
1: years old, are Literally same year what and everything. Are you choose?
0: A newer song that he released, which is called Please Do Not Lean, which is featuring Bad, Bad, Not Good.
1: So the next person I would like to talk about is someone who actually, so my dad, I remember seeing lots of her albums or a particular album in my dad's collection and he used to put it on every now and again and I always used to think oh what is this why are we listening to this but as I've got older I've appreciated it more Mm. because I'm old so it's Joni Mitchell
0: that was my next one
1: (laughs) I just just love her I actually love her and the song I'm gonna choose is Big Yellow Taxi
0: nice personally the first time I ever heard about Joni Mitchell was Love Actually it's speaking about Love Actually again. Um, But it's just kind of like, oh
1: yeah. (laughs) Outside of December.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Twice in one episode in June. What the fuck? What's
2: happening?
0: She has kind of like folky, pop, rock, classical jazz stuff. So yeah, I appreciate what she does. And I actually chose Big Yellow Taxi as well. Oh, look at us.
1: So. That's just because it is a cool song.
0: Right. Well, this one I didn't actually know about, and you may have them on your list as well. K okay. Tranada? Yeah? He is also someone that we speak about quite a lot. He's a record producer and DJ, and he's fucking good at what he does. So, so
1: fucking love Kay Tranada.
0: And can you believe he's not even 30 years old? Yes. He's 30 this year, can we just oh. say.
2: Fucking hell.
0: He's yeah. I thought he was older than that. I don't know why. So I have chosen the song "Intimidated," which is featuring her.
1: Bloody love nice. that song. So the song I chose was
0: "Dysfunctional." Nice, love that song too.
1: The next person I'd like to speak about, I kind of feel like we've spoken about recently, uh, mainly because you love her, and that is Avril Lavigne. Mainly because like, Ian put her album on the other day. Because you're stealing um, all my thunder. You're
0: I'm so sorry. No, carry on. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking.
1: <laughs> because Apple have just released it in what's it, Do, Da? oh no,
0: you know
1: I mean? that's not what I was going to say. Can you or believe it's released for twenty years? Yeah, and
0: yeah. anything but ordinary. Let go. Oh yeah, fucking out. That's because that's the song I've chosen. <laughs> <laughs> Is twenty years old. So she's released like a 20th anniversary version. So it's got a couple of tracks that are like, you know, wasn't on the original release. Um, And I put it on the other day and I was like, oh, this brings back my childhood. God
1: damn. literally you. Yeah. I've just, all I can ever see is you in those trousers that you made your dad buy you. My, the camo trousers. Yeah, with the bits hanging down. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. yep. That's what I see when I see when I hear this album, just you.
0: <laughs> and at the time, you know, she was important. Not saying that she's oh, <laughs> not important now, was important. but like you know, at that time, there wasn't a lot of like for my age and like that generation, a lot of like females in like the rock industry like that. And I think she belongs on this list as much as I, you know have my opinions about the music that she makes you know in the last few years whatever put that aside um yeah those albums the first two absolutely great um and when I put it on the other day I was like it's like all the words was just coming out of my mouth without even thinking about it
1: oh and me I was literally just coming out on you all the words and I was like what's happening here
0: so I kind of stole the show then a little bit.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Don't worry. Um, I chose the song Things I'll Never Say. I love that song.
0: <sighs> that's one of my faves. That's um,
1: one of mine too.
0: Anything But Ordinary I chose.
1: Oh, beautiful. From
0: one female to two females is oh. Tegan and Zara. So I think, I don't know if I've ever spoken about them on the podcast. I, I used to listen to them quite a lot when I was a teenager. Not so much anymore. I need to maybe go back and see what they're doing. But they are identical twin sisters who are like an indie pop duo. And again, I feel like, you know, representation in that kind of genre is really important. And, you know, for the ladies that created the Lego movie, Everything is Awesome song, come on. What more do we need to say? Yeah, no, they're just really cool. So I chose the song The Con.
1: Nice. Everything is awesome. So the next person I would like to choose, and I'm sure it's not going to be any surprise to anyone, but especially you, is Alanis Morissette. I knew it. I just love Jagged Little Pill.
0: <laughs> we know. <laughs> no. But that's, that album for you is what I feel like Avril's first two albums for me.
1: So it's okay, yeah, I get it. I believe. I believe that is exactly what that is. That album is just brilliant. I'm yeah. just She's good. She's good. Legendary status well, right we there. We talk about how old this album is. And the song that I am going to choose is You Ought to Know.
0: Nice. Let's love
1: it. Yeah. Let's love it. I'm, not, I'm just going to stop apologising. You don't need to apologise. love it.
0: I may need to apologise for my next one.
1: Okay. I mean, I'm
0: not a massive oh, fan God. of this oh, band no. and they do get a lot of stick and I feel like it was cool to hate them, but okay. actually you have to kind of respect what they've done for the rock music industry. Nickelback. Oh. I know, but I feel like it's cool to hate on them. I mean, again, I don't particularly love them. So, you know, they're formed in 95. They've been around for as long as I've been on this earth. And again, everybody hates on them. But the cho- the song that I've chosen, actually, there's two songs that people like. And one of them is the song that I've chosen is How You Remind Me. I feel like everybody likes that song.
2: Yeah,
1: it's a good song.
0: And again, they're supposed to be really nice people. so I'm
1: sure they are. <laughs> I'm sure they are. It's not
0: for my ears.
1: It's fine. We'll let you have that one okay thank you um so my next one is Nelly Furtado <gasps>
0: that's my next one you keep doing this I genuinely Sorry, that is me. my next one
1: I just love Nelly Furtado yeah like even back when she first came out oh what's it called whoa Nelly mm-hmm. I used to listen to that cd all the time it was like my summer jam which is crazy because it's well old now that can't right. 2000 Oh, shocking. And I'm going to go with Turn Off The Lights. Okay, nice. There
0: you go. I went a bit, oh, I was going to say more modern, but I don't. I think this song's quite old too. Promiscuous.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: I fucking love that song. And it's got your boy, Timberland.
1: Oh, my God, that video. Promiscuous
0: girl. I love his cheeky little eye. face in that
1: video. <laughs> Dude, honestly.
0: Hey, look, we're celebrating Canada. Not okay. Timberland, all right. Oh, Timberland,
1: oh, no. All right. Is he? Is he Canadian? I don't think so. No. <laughs> he's an honorary
0: Canadian? <laughs> no. My next one is. I think I have spoken about him before, but it is a gentleman called Mac DeMarco. So he's like kind of like indie singer songwriter. His stuff sounds very like old school yeah. and very like lo-fi in the sense of like. The production is quite low quality, but again, not in a bad way. That's just his aesthetic. But he's also a producer. He plays loads of instruments and he seems like a really cool guy. So yeah, the song I chose was Chamber of Reflection.
1: So the next group that I would like to talk about is mainly just because I really love the song Mm-mm. I didn't know they were Canadian so it's just a bit of a bonus really okay and that's brand van 3000
0: I don't know who that there? is no
1: remember the song drinking in LA I
0: don't know you it don't
1: know this song oh no. my god it's literally one of my most favorite songs I can't believe you don't know that song I don't know it oh it's so good it's brilliant no. sorry <laughs> all right I'll let you off
0: Well. My last one is from somebody I think we have spoken about when we did the episode that was all to do with female artists. And she is a record producer, songwriter, record executive. Her the name that she goes by is Wonder Girl. Okay. And she's only twenty five years old, but she's worked with the likes of Mariah Carey, Pot Smoke, Travis Scott, Jay Z, Drake, Kanye, Brianna. The list goes on and on and on. But she is very good at what she does. Mainly focuses obviously on hip hop trap R and B at the Juno Awards in twenty twenty one. She won the Jack Richardson Producer of the Year Award for her works on the songs Aim for the Moon um, and Gang Gang. Um, And she was both the first black Canadian woman to win the award and the first woman ever to win as a producer for other artists rather than as an artist self-producing her own work. So a shout out to her because she is owning it and good for her. She's just—it just blows me away that you're 25 and you're already like worked with like Jay Z. Like, come on, that's, that's mental. mental is it
2: not?
0: So the song that I've picked, um, I saw that she did a remix of a song, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. Really changes it up. So it is Pink Pantheress, Last Valentine's, Wonder Girl Remix.
1: That actually leads on quite well to my last one. Yeah, who is also a producer. Nice from Canada, and it's Dead Mouse. Yes. Well excited about that when mm-hmm. I saw his name pop up. I'm pretty sure we've spoken about him before.
0: Yes, I think we have. Was it when we
1: did Producers? Maybe. Probably. <laughs> that would make sense. So, Dead Mouse has is six-time Grammy nominated. I did not know this. No, I didn't know
0: that either. Right.
1: So I thought that was really cool. And the song that I want on the playlist is Pomegranate, which is with the Neptunes. Nice.
0: Neptunes.
1: Neptunes. Nice. Who aren't Canadian?
0: No. But, but we have a lot of love for Neptunes.
1: them. So that's the end of another episode.
0: Happy Canadia. Happy Af- Drake.
1: Af- Happy <laughs> Canadian. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't know why I said it like that. Happy Canadia. <laughs> <laughs> Happy <laughs> Drake.
1: So sure of yourself. <laughs> happy drake day
0: oh god
2: God. absolutely
0: no i'm not
1: having that (laughs) happy canada day to all of our canadian friends and listeners and people we know who live in canada and people who just like canada or just like canadian singers songwriters and producers and bands and
0: djs and
1: DJs, everything all the, in between, all, everything that we've just spoken about, really. Yeah, obviously, we have missed some very obvious ones, and probably because they're not really up our street. No, although I probably have some many childhood stories about singing along to some of them that I've probably spoken about before, so we won't go back <laughs> into that. As always, if you want more information about us, about the podcast, about this playlist that we keep banging on about, if you're new to the podcast, we create a playlist. For to accompany every episode yeah, exactly. you can find the links to this and to our socials and to bios and all sorts of lovely <laughs> other things Everything. on our website which was curated by the beautiful Jessica Smith and is pump, <laughs> pump up the jam com. Yep.
0: Yep, yep, yep another month done, crazy <sighs> can't believe it, this year flying by, flying,
1: flying by, by. where is June
0: back. going anyway? well it's gone we're closer to christmas now so (laughs) getting excited about christmas
1: i know Can can we can we
0: yeah no that is it so yeah if any recommendations tell us what you've been listening to who's
1: your favorite canadian artist let us know hit us up slide in and if there's other songs that you thought we should have chosen for any of the artists that we've named just drop us a line yeah let us know please much appreciated. But
0: as always, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. We love you. Yes, we do.
1: World peace. Bye.
0: Bye.